Hi, and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane, and with me is Justin Davis. Justin, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Good. It's uh, The weather's been nice. Mm-hmm. Been doing like outdoor things finally. Mm-hmm. Um, starting to get back to uh, slowly getting back to normal. Um, you know, it looks like they said in New York, we don't have to wear a mask anymore if we're vaccinated. So uh, yeah, it, it, we're getting there, man. Yeah. I went to a park this weekend and like 50% of the people weren't wearing masks and 50% were, and like, it seemed it was, yeah. And I, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, like Fauci said and the CDC said a couple, a few mm-hmm. days ago that, um, yeah. if you're outside and you're vaccinated or whatever, you don't, you don't have to wear a mask. And it seems like you know everything that they they've learned is like outside is, is you you're, you're pretty damn safe unless you're like mm-hmm. you know at a packed shoulder to shoulder at an outdoor concert or something people breathing uh, down your neck you should be should be good yeah i agree with that the the issue is like half these people are wearing it so like I, i'm like do i feel like an asshole not wearing it because these people are yeah. even though i don't think i really need to it's like yeah, the, yeah. well you've got the uh, quote unquote official backing yeah. of uh, yeah. of the yeah. you know experts however you want to look at it so yeah yeah, yeah. there you go this is not official advice from this uh podcast no. you know um yeah. you know do your do your due diligence but uh i think i think we're getting better i'm looking forward to this we had uh did the uh a pinball show in person uh, the uh stream that we do so mm-hmm. saw friends for the first time after a couple months or um, a year and a couple months so mm-hmm. getting there cool. man all right well let's uh let's talk vr let's get down to business because we both played some vr uh, this since the last podcast. So starting with you, Justin, what are some games that you've been playing in this last month or so? I just got out of VR minutes ago. I was playing Mask Maker, which is a puzzle game made by the uh, Fisherman's Tale developers. And I played Floor Plan 2, which we're going to talk about. I played some Peerhead Arcade 1 and 2. Um, some of that was with some Discord you know, people. Then I played VR Skater, that's a game that came out recently, an early access skating game. I do not recommend that. I'll tell you, like the controls I didn't like, and it's $20 and it's very bare bones. So right now, I say no. Anyway, we're going to p- talk about uh, Demio. Do you say Demio or Demio? It's a good question. I don't in even t- know what I say now. In the tutorial, the woman said Demio, but okay. I've heard some people say Demio. But I, I, guess, I guess we'll go about the tutorial lady. Yeah, so then I played Ice Cold Beer, uh, and there's a there's a free Ice Cold Beer VR game that that was released. I did a video of it, so you could in the in the video description I have a link to it. So if you go to Mame Fan on YouTube, you can find that video Ice Cold Beer. Then I played Carnival Games in VR, Crisis Brigade Two, Space Scape, which is a you know a little escape the room thing, Hell Road VR, which is like this uh, road rash type of game but you're killing zombies and uh then i played battle group vr which we're going to talk about all right nice so i mean mm-hmm. you always play a lot of games and mm-hmm. we don't always have time to review every game or want to spend time reviewing every game so um on the ones that you listed I, I like how you gave the heads up about vr skater what about the other ones that we're not we're not currently reviewing in this podcast mm-hmm. and may not review or what ones should people would you say people should avoid and what ones you would yeah. you encourage them to check out if you like puzzle games, uh, I would definitely say Mask Maker is a really good puzzle game. 
Uh, Pure Head Arcade one and two. You know, Pure Head Arcade is an old VR game, and then two is the sequel that where they improved on it and added more games. I recommend that if you like, you know, like Carnival and Redemption games. Um, but it's buggy, especially if you try to play multiplayer. Um, so then that Ice Cold Beer, if you like, you know, Ice Cold Beer is an arcade game where you have a, a steel ball on this uh, arm that you're controlling with two joysticks. Um, you know, if you're into stuff like that. Carnival Games is kind of like Pierhead Arcade 1 and 2, um, but that came out in 2016. It's not that great. Some people think it is, but I don't think it's that great. But it's a Carnival Redemption game type thing. Crisis Brigade 2. Some people say Crisis VR Brigade 2. Um, there was a, the original, I mean, it's like really, really hard um, kind of like cover shooting game. It's it's very arcade like, but it's re- it's as hard or harder than an arcade game, and like you're gonna die really fast. Um, but it's it's fun because it's like you know it's room scale, you know you're like hiding behind dumpsters or hiding behind barrels and stuff, and popping out. You can you got to be very careful. You get pop out really fast, shoot a guy, pop back down. Um, so it's that type of game. Um, so yeah, I would recommend that. Um, I think it I got it because it was on sale. Um, Space Escape was on sale, and I got that for like two dollars. So if you like Escape the Room, I mean, maybe it's that's really bare bones kind of you know, Escape the Room thing. Hell Road VR, Hell Road VR was on sale for eleven ninety nine, and I for that I think I think it's maybe worth it. Um, it had control options where you could you know tilt your head to turn, or you could use the handlebar, or you could use your joystick. I found. Using the analog stick, the easiest. Um, unfortunately, I would prefer to use the handlebars, but like my hand kept coming off of the handlebars, and um, so it was still fun. Hell Road VR, that was fun. You know, riding the motorcycle and killing zombies and flying off of jumps and stuff. So that's about it. All right, very nice. Thanks for mm-hmm. the thanks for the rundown. So I, mm-hmm. I played Floor Plan Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demio, which is a weird name, Demio. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like they probably should have spent a little more time on <laughs> on naming that. Mm-hmm. Um, Poker Stars VR, mm-hmm. uh, Battle Group VR, Compound, which I I, I was thinking about reviewing because I was looking for games to review. So maybe maybe we'll do that one at some point because I know you've played it as well. Yeah, I love Compound. And then um, Eleven. Love mm-hmm. and table tennis. Um, okay. That's that's the. I'll, I'll play that game for my girlfriend when we want to hop okay. into VR. So that's a that's I, a good game. I played it. eleven with my father-in-law, and he fell forward and got a bloody <sighs> blo- got a bloody oh. nose. Oh man! Because he leaned on the table that he thought was there. That's how good VR is, folks. Yeah, that's that's a testament to VR, right? Like, yep. Yeah. And I don't think he's been here to play VR since. I don't think we're I don't I don't see us reviewing eleven, but I think eleven's mm-hmm. very, very well done. Like I'm not sure yeah. how you do a table tennis game better than that. Unless yeah. you, you add some kind of con content with like competitions and unlocking you know, like you kinda mm-hmm. just get more meat to it, but in terms of the physics and the feel, um, the functionality of finding multiplayer, there's always seem seemingly people playing it. It's just a damn good table tennis game. And and I'm not I don't play table tennis to save my life, but you know, people. I, I've read that people who who actually play table tennis and are good at it, like they're like, yeah, this is this is legit. Like this is a well done game. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a easy, easy one to recommend to people. 
Um, all right, and and compound I'm struggling with. Well, I'll have to spend more time with it, but okay. um, you know, I think we'll we'll review it one of these months, right? Maybe a yeah. light month. We'll be we'll throw that in there. We'll they, talk about they, it. The de- the the de- developer of compound updates it so often yeah. that like it has changed so much since the last time I played it. So I don't even know what it's like now. Yeah. Uh, originally, originally it was a demo that came out in 2017, and then it released in 2018, and he just keeps updating it. Yeah, I respect that. He's sort of mm-hmm. got. I'm, I read on like the Steam page that he's just like it's like 1999. It's always gonna be 1999. He's always updating mm-hmm. it. Um, and for those that don't know, it's a it's it's like almost like you're in Wolfenstein. You know, it's like that level graphics or, or mm-hmm. Doom, right? So I think yeah. it appeals to people who are into nostalgia. It's a Lost Souls type of game, right? Um, where you kind of just kind of come back stronger next time and die a lot but yeah mm-hmm. we'll we'll uh we'll give it the full treatment uh in the next podcast or so okay all, all right well you've got a lot of news to talk about you've got a lot of hardware news to talk about this is mm-hmm. uh this is all you i'm gonna play the role of probably asking some some questions but but take it away okay so there was a yeah there was a lot of news since the last show uh, i'm gonna kind of go in chronological order here on just talk about the big stuff so quest 2 they oculus released Airlink, which is you know wireless fully wireless vr so you can get play pc games wirelessly over your home network and you could already do that with quest 2 and quest 1 if you if you use virtual desktop that had this like wireless streaming feature but oculus wouldn't let the developer uh, his name is Guy godin or godan they wouldn't let him put that on the store, so he had to sell it on like SideQuest, and you had to go like jump through hoops to get it. And then, then they like right before they released this AirLink, they told, "Hey, Gee, you can put your thing on the store now." And then they came out with their AirLink, uh, which is pretty funny. A bunch um, of dicks. <laughs> yes. A bunch of, um, bunch of, I'm listen, yeah, man. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I don't have a Quest, but yeah, you know, whatever. Well, I thought you have a Quest too. You're well, but yeah, I guess technically we both own it, but it's it's yeah. hers, you know, so yeah. she can play. Oh, okay. I'll try to try it out. I'll have to try it out the AirLink that it's free. That's now, what though. I was gonna ask if you've tried it. But I, okay, do you have a, like a good router? Um, I, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I no, I maybe not because I just have like the Verizon router, right? So yeah. I don't oh, know that, yeah, that's not probably not that great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give it a shot though for okay. science. And some people say you need to be close to it, so I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. I it, it's like it'd be like twenty feet away, but there's a wall separating it, so mm-hmm. there might be some obstacles there. I don't know. Yeah, you got to use five gigahertz, and we'll see. I tried virtual desktop wireless when I had a Quest Two back when it first came out, and for me, it wasn't good enough. I saw like compression and the artifacts and the color wasn't as good, but like I didn't get a lot of time to mess with it and to like configure it, and I'm sure it's improved since then. So, I mean, so, like, I have wi- uh, Vive Wireless, the Vive Wireless adapter, and when I use that thing, I never noticed any compression issues or, you know, any issues like that because that thing uses a 60 gigahertz, like, direct connection through the air. Like, um, there can't be any walls in between with that 60 gigahertz. So, um, so that thing worked well, but AirLink, some people say it works better than virtual desktop, and some people says it, it, say it it doesn't, so I don't know. So anyway, then there's a, a hundred. They also added 120 hertz mode, where I'm sure only a couple games can actually do that. And if you turn that on, you're gonna kill your, probably lose your battery, um, unless you're hooked up via cable to your PC. 
Uh, so then they uh, that uh, back in April they had this Oculus Gaming Showcase where the big news was they they unveiled Resident Evil 4 as a Quest 2 exclusive, and not it won't be on Quest One. So that's coming in 2021 with uh, improve, improved textures, 3D audio, physical interactions, and manual reload. So that game originally came out in 2005, um, but you know they're gonna they're gonna VRify it. And after watching video of it, that's actually made me want to buy a Quest 2 again. But I'll wait until this game actually releases, I think. And I was thinking I might do like a Homer Simpson gift for my father-in-law. The one that, you know, bloodied his nose. Okay. And, and let him, give him a Quest 2 and then I'll be like, hey, can I use that to play a game? Yeah, I think I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play, like if it gets good reviews, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna um, play the quest too. I'm definitely gonna get that game and play it on it. Yeah. So yeah. So then the other big news was Lone Echo Two is coming on PC only in summer 2021. So that was a big surprise. I thought that was gonna be a quest game for sure because it was delayed for so long. That made me think that it was coming to quest. Maybe they were trying. Yeah. Maybe they tried and said that ah, we can't can't make it work. This is so funny because they don't even have a PC headset anymore. I mean, technically, yeah. with, with, with the Quest 2, it can be a PC headset, you know, you mm-hmm. know, in quotes. But, all right. Yeah. I wish they would still make – I mean, I wish they would still fund that because the Quest 2, I mean, arguably the way they're developing it is they're making this sort of a wireless headset, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. – it is it, – it can be a PC headset, not a PC-only headset, but – yeah, I mean, a lot of people do have PCs. A lot of people uh, have bought the Quest 2, do have access to a PC. So I, I don't know. I have no hope that they would actually fund this anymore. I think they're 100% on making these Quest-only games that can only, you know, you don't need a PC to run it, but whatever. Yeah, I'll be surprised if any PC games come out anymore after Lone Echo 2. It's a bummer, man. Yeah. Yeah, so then the next big news was uh, there was PSVR 2 news. Upload VR said they had some uh, some sources that gave them information. So none of this is official from Sony, but they're saying uh, 2,000 by 2,040 pixels per eye, which basically, if you add the two screens up, that's basically 4K. Um, and it's going to have eye tracking capable of foveated rendering, so, like, okay, the PS5, like, for it to do 4K at 60 frames per second is really hard for that system. So there aren't that many games that can do 4K 60 frames per second. So I'm like, how are they going to do that many pixels, you know, f- you know, at, like, 90, you know, hertz or, or even higher? Um, either they're going to have to dumb down the games or maybe they're going to run it at do what they do with PSVR one. They're going to do 60 frames per second and then do some sort of um, added frames in between to, to make it look better or this eye tracking. Maybe they're going to have eye tracked foveated rendering. I don't know. Nobody's actually that I know of gotten eye like foveated rendering. eye tracked foveated rendering actually working well. Cause I, I know a guy that ha- has tried it with his Pimax and he said, that he, he could just see, like, aliasing in the edges. Like, he could see those jagged pixels and stuff, and it was, like, distracting. And that's things like that, that's probably why we it's taken so long for any of this f- eye-tracked foveated rendering to actually get anywhere. 
Yeah, um, consider me uh, consider me skeptical, right? Yeah, I mean, that's this yeah. is uh, a- ambitious, and God bless him for being ambitious, mm-hmm. you know. But we're talking about uh, a PS5 here, right? We're not talking about a PC. Even on a PC, you you read this kind of stuff, and you're like, okay, you're probably gonna need a beast to run it. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, is there a yeah. release date yet on that, or like any no. any indication? Oh well, they've only said 2022. 2022. They've said it's okay. well. Actually, they haven't even said that. They said it's not going to be 2021. Not 2021. So, All right. So it could be 2023. You know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maybe by then that's easy for them to do, but they're still running on the same platform. So I I don't know. Yeah. Well, and don't know. um, my guess is late. It's like PSVR came out in October of 2016. It's probably gonna be October or November of 2022. So some people have said, you know, well, these specs are going to suck by then. But, I mean, it's a console. Yeah. You, don't, you don't really have it. You can't really go higher than, than 4K, which is that's how many pixels it is total. Um, yeah, when you get a console, man, you know, if you want the best experience, you need a PC. If you, if yeah. you want to be on a budget and not throw so much money into gaming, then a console is a great option. Yeah. So but, I, I did a comparison here. So PSVR... So each eye is one megapixel, and PSVR 2 would be 4.1 megapixels. That means 4.1 million uh, pixels per eye versus for PSVR is one, one million pixels per eye. So that's a pretty big difference there. Yeah, for sure. Um, And we don't know yet if it's going to be two individual screens or a single screen. We don't know. But anyway, the other information was the headset is going to have haptics in it, so you'll feel vibrations in the headset. Which nobody's done yet. Oh, I, nice. I, there was a company that made, I think, like a gasket, maybe a face gasket that could vibrate. Because I remember some people testing that. So I was wondering. I've read some stuff about you know uh, using haptics in the headset to try to mitigate motion sickness. So I'm wondering if that's part of it. Okay. I don't know how that works, but but uh, people have been doing research into that. Listen, I'm I again. I, I said this a million times. I'm not a PS fanboy mm-hmm. but uh, i give them a ton of credit for keep on pushing the boundaries of, of vr and getting people into vr so that's fantastic yeah, yeah so then it'll have adjustable ipd inside out tracking and a single USB-C cable to the uh, ps5 so that's that's about all we know according to this this like leak or whatever this is okay so. all right all right so then um last week HTC had some sort of online conference where they unveiled the HTC Vive Pro 2, which uh, pretty much, I don't know, nobody knew, saw this coming. Um, there might have been a little leak, like, right before the conference. But um, So this has 2448 by 2448 pixels per eye um, RGB stripe LCD panel. And that's the, you know, not counting Pimax, that's the highest res headset there is. Okay. So, like, as a comparison, the Reverb G2, which, you know, is currently the highest res, is 2160 by 2160. So, like, the Reverb G2 is 4.7 megapixels per eye, and the Vive Pro 2 is 6 megapixels per eye. So, 6 million pixels per eye versus 4.7 million. So, it's going to have 120-degree horizontal field of view. And you got to – so, when they say horizontal, that really means horizontal because most – companies are going to tell you the diagonal field of view Mm. so like you know like when rift and vive came out they told you like i don't know maybe maybe they said 110 well that was a diagonal 
Gotcha. So yeah. what would what would that translate into diagonally? Yeah, I think this is going to end up being pretty similar to the index, and some people say maybe even more than the index, but we won't know till we because yeah. field of view is so hard. So it's different for everyone. It's really hard to you can't just say what it really is until you're actually in it. Yeah, because everyone has different eye spacing and the depth of their their eye sockets and everything. Um, okay. So it's going to have dual element lenses like the index has. So that's what makes me think it's probably going to be about index field of view. Okay. And I remember when that when index when they were marketing that they were saying like 130 degree field of view. Uh, I think horizontally, but I don't think it really is that because um, that same like most things I've read they they've said that like they think that 130 is only like if you have the eye relief all the way into your eyes mm. like in, basically mm-hmm. like all the way up to, against your eyeballs which nobody can really do yeah so uh it's going to be 120 hertz um so you know you could do 90 you could do 120 with it it'll be have lighthouse tracking it'll have the same headband as the vive pro so it'll have the same i think it's the same audio i mean it looks like the same audio it's the exact same you know earphones then the same microphone which to me, that that was really disappointing to hear that. But as soon as you see a picture of it, you, you see, oh, this just looks like a Vive Pro. It looks really like an original Vive with a Vive Pro headband because, mm-hmm. like, the, the H&D part is just, like, mostly all black. Um, but it still has this little blue section in the center with these two cameras. And I, I don't know why. There's, I guess it's going to have some inside-out some, something going on there uh, for pass-through or something. But I don't feel like they ever did much with that with the Vive Pro, so I don't know why they do that still. So I was thinking about getting this thing until I heard about this. It it will support the Vive wireless adapter, which I already have. But that thing costs three hundred fifty dollars, you know, mm-hmm. retail. But I already have it. But it's only gonna remember twenty four forty eight by twenty four forty eight. But this thing is on wireless. It's only gonna be twelve twenty four by twelve twenty four per eye mm. at ninety hertz. And then they put, like, coming soon, we're going to support 1632 by 1632. And I'm like, still, I, I don't know. I, I can't trust you, that, you sure. know, that, that that that's coming. Who knows? So, I'm, so I didn't – I was like, not nah, once I heard that, not going to order this. And there will be no new controllers. They're just selling it HMD only. You know, if you wanted to get controllers, you, you'd have to get the old Vive ones or get index controllers. Which, um, you know, that's that's fine. I mean, the index yeah. controllers are so so damn good. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I almost don't blame them for not making new controllers. I'd just be like, yeah, yeah let's go get go get the the index controllers because they're they're fantastic. Yeah, they probably just figured they couldn't do any better. So. Yeah, yeah, good on them. So they're gonna they have an eye tracking add on. Cause I was thinking about like twenty four forty eight by twenty four forty eight per eye. Like, whose computer can even run that? Because, like, I have an index, which is, look at this comparison. An index is 1440 by 1600. That's 2.3 megapixels per eye versus 6 megapixels per eye in this this Vive Pro 2. So, like, yeah. I don't know how many games I'm even going to be able to run at that resolution. So I was thinking, like, you, maybe maybe they this is when we need some foveated rendering going on, some eye track. So they have an eye tracking add-on. They say they're going to release for it i don't but who knows if that's really going to work yeah i mean eye tracking is like the thing that's been talked about right which is going to help us get to the next level in vr yeah Um, so that we can have 
you know this this great resolution but not have it chew up you know our, our mm-hmm. computing bandwidth and, and the power yeah. from the computers and most people don't have as you said most people don't have the computer to even run that it doesn't yeah. you know maybe maybe if you had the 3090 or something then you might be able to to run some games but even then it's, it's probably going to chug along yeah yeah so and the price is there's like a discount if you use some little some code or something uh for 750 but the retail is 799 for the headset alone um i think it's the same price the vibe pro originally came out for and um so then they also announced the vive focus 3 which is a standalone with the same resolution and field of view as the as the vibe pro that same six megapixel per eye 120 degree horizontal field of view with the same lenses the dual element lenses and it'll be 90 hertz um with the same xr2 that the quest 2 has xr2 you know cpu and chipset then it'll have eight gigabytes of RAM, which is more than Quest 2. Quest 2 might have six, but I'm not positive. Then uh, 128 gigabytes of internal storage with an SD card slot that can go up to two terabytes. Then four cameras, so it's you know inside-out tracking, and a swappable rear battery, which I like. So it doesn't seem like there's there's no. It seems like there's no battery in the front, which was my main complaint with Quest and Quest 2 that they had the battery in the front. So it's a rear battery and you can swap it, I guess, as many times as you want. Then the controllers are these Quest, they look just like Quest controllers, um, but they have a USB-C so you can charge them. They don't use batteries. They You charge them like you do, uh, you know, your index controllers. So this can connect to PC via USB-C. And it's like, it's it looks really light and sleek and futuristic looking and, um, I like it. Everyone likes how it looks. And uh, they say it has eye and hand tracking coming. So, like, the, it's going to use the same eye tracking add on that they were talking about the Vive Pro. And the hand tracking, they say, is coming. Who knows if that's really coming? I think they, I think they might have even said that about Vive Pro. Hand tracking is coming like years ago, and I don't think it ever did. Anyway, this thing, unfortunately, is business only. Mm. It's $1,300. Yeah, I was looking at the price. That makes yeah. sense now. There you yeah. Go. So maybe they'll release a consumer version of it, but knowing them, it'll it'll be like eight hundred dollars at the cheapest, you know. So it yeah. sounds like a great headset, but you know, Vive's like out of the game. You know, Vive yeah. was like the the headset, right? It was Vive and it's Rift in there. I think there were more mm-hmm. Vives out there than Rifts. I could yeah. be wrong about that, but it was because the it Vive was had the close. had motion controllers. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Months yeah. months before. Rift ever did, and now it's just this is not a thing. No one, you know, people yeah. who have a Vive have like the old Vive from like 2016. You know, there's not too many mm-hmm. people with Vive Pros compared to other headsets out there. You know, basically, the, it sounds like most of the markets moved to uh, Index or people have graduated to the Index, even yeah. though it's expensive. Yeah, um, or it's like Index or Quest, right? That's that's when I'm talking VR with people who are asking me about it and know I'm into VR and want to get into it. It's just like, well. <laughs> Here's the deal. Uh, it's two ninety nine standalone, or if you got a beefy computer and you, you're really gonna get into this, then a thousand dollars. And I've got an index, so mm-hmm. those are your options right now. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, like, yeah, a, a big change with like Rift and Vive. They had Pentile OLED screens, so like Pentile has two subpixels per pixel, and that's why now we're seeing all these screens that are LCDs because with LCDs you can get the RGB stripe 
um, panels that are that get, you get three subpixels per pixel. So that's why like everything looks so much better now. It's not just that they're getting higher res; it's that we're getting these panels with RGB stripe. Um, a PSVR had an RGB stripe OLED, and that's the only one I've ever seen. Uh, I think Pimax might have one, but um, anyway. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but Quest Vive Pro Odyssey, the original Quest, Vive Pro Odyssey, Vive and Rift all had all had Pentile OLEDs, and you had an Odyssey, right, Nick? I did have an Odyssey, yeah. um, the original Odyssey. So when you I, got I an in, when you got an Index, did you see? Because the Odyssey is the same resolution as the Index, but if you yeah. compared the two, did you see a big difference? Yeah, the Index looked better. Yeah, okay. you know, the Odyssey did better blacks. The, um, the index just looked better. Yeah. And, and what's interesting, I mean, and uh, this is a nice chart you put together, mm -hmm. um, and it, it's showing what um, megapixels, million what mi million pixels per eye. Yeah. Is, on the is right. Five, five, two, and focus three. So. Yeah. Um, it's like maybe you can help separate this for me. Like the the mm -hmm. Quest two has more than the index, but that doesn't yeah. really matter. I mean, the index just looks better. Yeah. So the, the Quest two is a single screen. Like it's just what single screen, whereas the index is two screens. Uh, so with, you, okay. Yeah. So with the quest two, you can move those lenses into the, just those three set positions. But like when you move them, I, I, you're, you have to be missing out on a lot of those pixels because it's a single screen. Oh yeah. That's, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with index, the screens are moving with the lenses. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you, that's why I think I'll, uh, you know, I felt this way, and I've talked to other people felt this way. That index still looks better. Oh than yeah, Quest, than Quest Two. No, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I remember it's like, oh, it's got a better resolution and all that. It's like, well, yeah. put put the thing on, and then yeah. it's just it's not even close, right? Yeah. Like and, it's and, that's not a dig to the Quest Two. It's impressive, but yeah. it looks better in the index. Yeah, and there might also be some sort of some some companies will put in this like layer to kind of blur. I don't know what, exactly what it is, but they'll blur it a little bit to try to hide the screen door effect. And the original Rift did it because I had that too. And um, maybe the Quest 2 does it, but it, it just doesn't seem as sharp. And I don't know if they have some sort of anti-aliasing going on or what's going on. But Probably uh, doing that, a lot of tricks and magic to make that thing <laughs> look good. Yeah, yeah, I know. Given what's running on. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah, nice breakdown. What are you? So what are you excited for? Anything? Oh, hardware? Yeah. Uh, I'm not, nah, I'm not excited about it. Well, PSV, I, I'm actually out of that stuff. I'm most excited about PSVR too, because, oh, we're going to get, you know, it, it's just going to improve PC VR, the games we get because AAA developers are going to develop for it. Yeah. And then hopefully they'll develop for PC because, you know, PS5 is, you know, so similar to a PC that, uh, you know, I, it's gotta, it's gotta help that you know in that respect um but all the all the other hardware nah, i don't really care about it yeah nah. again i mean it, we don't have a hardware problem right now yes yeah. i want to see you know i want to see new hardware come along that's great um you know we always want it to look the best as possible and that adds to the immersion but the biggest problem in vr is not hardware at this point i don't think yeah. so yeah if somebody could release a headset that had no compromises and had it all, and even if it was really expensive, I would buy it. But there's too many compromises, and you know maybe it has a bunch of bunch of features, but then it's extremely heavy. You know, there's a comfort. I mean, there's too many things that they they can't get it all right. And I, yeah. I'm just waiting for something like that. Yeah. 
All right, let's uh, let's move on to the reviews. Yeah. Uh, first, we've got Floor Plan Two, mm-hmm. and um, this was a uh, this was uh, we got complimentary copies mm-hmm. to review. So so thanks to Turbo Button, uh, came out April first uh, this year. It's currently sitting at ninety percent approval, uh, rating positivity on Steam. It's also on Quest, and it's a twenty four ninety nine is what it sells for. So. Um, I'm gonna let you drive the ship because you are you are the puzzle guy. We talked about this before. You like puzzle games. I really don't like puzzle games. Uh, mm-hmm. And I I tapped out of this game pretty early. Yeah. Um, I gave it I gave it the you know the quote unquote college try. And I'll I'm not even gonna give this game a rating because I didn't play mm-hmm. it enough. And it, and that's okay. not fair. But I will I will I will chime in and 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 give my impression of it and, and where I'm at. So um, go ahead, man. Take it away. Okay, so the story, uh, even though I beat the game, like I'm not even the story is basically you're you're hired by this company, you're a new employee, and they've tasked you with finding some sort of mystical relics. So you have to go through these different escape room like scenarios to eventually find these relics that the basically the CEO of the company needs this relic to uh, I don't know further her plans and um so you it's it, like i said it's escape the room so you have to go into this room and you know interact with objects and figure out like well how can i use this object to solve you know that thing over there and you know so you're in an elevator so the original floor plan um you were in the elevator the whole time and you would just go to different floors so you know, like one floor would have like, you know, it would be like a wintry stage with a snowman and you'd interact, you know, while in the elevator with the floor. Whereas in this game, you actually get out of the elevator and go explore. So that's the main difference. So there's and there's a lot, you know, more story and stuff going on in this game. So you're going to explore each floor. And um, so there's there's some of the floors. There's a museum, a bathroom, an Egyptian tomb, a dance club a space station, a bee headquarters, like honeybees. Some of this stuff's weird. Then there's like a swamp, and then there's an alien world. And um, you have to go, you know, using the elevators and go to these different areas and, you know, mess with different things and solve puzzles. And and uh, let me, I guess I'll get to the graphics. The graphics are, they're... They're very basic because this this is also on Quest, so you know. But the original floor plan looked the same way. It's you know basic cartoony graphics, um, not, nothing you're going to be impressed by. It's all clean looking, nice looking. Um, the sounds, I I don't think I don't remember anything special about the sound. Um, did anything stand out to you, Nick? The sound in the game, yeah, or the in sound. general? Yeah, the sound. Uh, yeah, it drove me nuts. I didn't like the drove sound in the game. Ah, okay. Like Did it bother mu- you at all? Was it the music? No, no. I don't even. I can't even recall the music. Okay. But like, the, so. I, oh, I, I know. The, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, yeah. So you when you mean? talk, when you talk to people, they go. Blah, 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 blah. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I so I thought like the production quality was pretty decent on this game mm-hmm. yeah. you know like it had a, a level of polish mm-hmm. um but instead of having like the characters like voice actors 
they'll have the text come up. And yeah. so, so they went like this weird middle road where I feel like, you know, you can fall one of two ways. I, I feel like you're not going to not have an opinion on it. Like mm-hmm. if, instead of just saying like, here's what you do in this room. It's like, and it's annoying. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. why did they, why did they do that? I, I don't find yeah. this cute, endearing. I find it annoying. Like, yeah. Just put text up there, or go on Fiverr and hire some voice actor. It's <laughs> like, it's really easy to 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 get someone to just do like the 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 bar is set so low in VR, right? With what we expect, mm-hmm. that I don't know why they just didn't spring for that. But yeah, I, I found that annoying. I'm glad I asked you because I forgot about that. Yeah, that annoyed me a lot, I, and I feel the same way about every video game where they do that, where where they just do the nonsense. I think that's the of, worst nonsense I've ever. Yeah. I can't even think of another game that I'm sure like it bo- like would bother me, but that's that was in particular. I was like, oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. It just kind yeah. of, yeah, yeah. It's too bad because I thought like going into, it, I was like, yeah, this is you know the production quality looks pretty solid. It reminds me of like Trover graphics, you know, Trover yeah, seems it, the universe yeah. kind of style yeah. graphics, which is fine. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. The only other sound that stands out to me was there's a. Uh, a hand upgrade I got where my hands farted. Every time I did grip, they went <laughs> <laughs> every single time. I guess you didn't. Yeah, you didn't see try that or get to it yet. But I mean, you might think that's funny, but it got annoying after a while, and I switched my hands back to the normal hands. Um, but I mean, that that that's way better than the. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, um, the controls are teleport only which I never like. I would prefer to have free locomotion. Um, there's a fanny pack that's cool. Like, you can store items. You, you grab at your waist, and you, you, you pull out, and you have this, like, elastic mm-hmm. fanny pack, and you can store items in there. And if you pull it all the way over your head, it takes you into the options menu. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as immersion, it's very it's very interact. You know, you can interact with everything. I mean, so that's it's, – it's immersive, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And I want to say one thing about con- controls too. Mm-hmm. This is another thing I can chime in with it. Yeah. Um, another thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way early on was um, they're like, okay, thumbs up to like show oh, like yeah. you acknowledge something or move on. Yes. So I would do the thumbs up, but nothing would fucking happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I'm doing a pinball podcast now. So <laughs> I, 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 I cursed like a sailor in that one, but no, like I would do the thumbs up. Nothing would happen, but you'd have to you'd have to like do a thumbs up, and I'm using the index, right? Mm-hmm. And then I then but I really would have to click the trigger button to yeah. acknowledge it. So yeah. I was like I was like why would they why would they do that? Like I know. you just thumbs up. This is VR, man. This is like this is the whole point of VR is to feel immersive. The only thing that I could think of that they did that is like so like you don't accidentally thumbs up and go through mm-hmm. everything. But there's better ways to do that. I feel like that, and I and again I feel like in terms of immersion and controls. That was kind of another kind of weird thing that they did. This game kind of feels like a 2016-2017 game in terms of stuff. Like you mentioned, the uh, teleport only, which was, yeah. you know, in a game like this, whatever. I'm not. I don't. That didn't bother me that much. But mm-hmm. yeah, those are those are things that st- stood out that were kind of annoying. Yeah, that annoyed me with the thumbs up thing. And I, I, my guess was that they didn't want you to have to do thumbs up for everything. So you do it so many. So then they made just made it a button press for some. You know. I, instead of having to do the thumbs up so many times. Yeah. But I didn't even like having to do the thumbs up so many times. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to just do a button press, like, to just get through it. Yeah, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. It just, it just seems like they didn't they did not make the right choice there, right? Like, it, it, it was a little jarring. Yeah. 
And um, so then um, one one thing I want to talk about is like so some of these puzzles like don't make any sense. Um, there and and in the elevator, there's a help where you can like push a button mm. and then it'll give you a hint. Which was and nice. Like, I mean, yeah. games like this need a hint system, so yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, this game needs a hint system, yeah, because there's so many puzzles that don't make sense. And I, a friend of mine also played this game and beat it, and, yeah, he was. I was asking him, like, what do I have to do here? And he was like, told me what it was. And I was like, well, how the hell was I supposed to know that? And he said, I just accidentally figured it out. I didn't even know mm. why it happened. And then we, we both felt at the end of the game, neither of us could figure out what to do, so we both had to go online and watch a video and I promise you, I never would have. I never would have tried what it was. I would have just given up. You know, I could have tried for hours more, and I would have just given up. Never been able to beat it until wow. I watched that video. And again, yeah. I'm uh, again. I'm glad that you like puzzle games mm-hmm. because this this means something coming from you. I, I feel like right yeah. because you've played enough of them. You know, you kind of know what makes for a good puzzle game. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm. I'm kind of like the the everyman maybe jumping into a game that's not my genre, but yeah, that's interesting. That's that's a yeah. big problem. Yeah, but most of the puzzles, most of them made sense and were good. So I'm just yeah. picking out, right there, I was picking out just the ones that were issues. Yeah. So as far as last ability, Steam says I only have 2.3 hours in this, so that's short. And you beat it. Yeah, for well, for $24.99. Yeah. Like I said, um, the production quality is pretty pretty good on this game. Like I, yeah. uh, that's that's one thing I can I can uh, say about it. But uh, yeah, but like they're on their where they describe the game, they say four hours. But maybe that's there are these things you can find called red hairies that are like these little little. I don't know mm. if they're stuffed animals that are like little red porcupine guys. Yeah, they're like hidden around the game, and you can find them. And I think if you get enough of those, you unlock those hands that I was talking about. So those fart hands that I got. And there are a lot more you can get. I barely unlocked any of that stuff. So maybe maybe some of that time is finding that stuff. Um, but then also, once you beat the game, it tells you there's going to be, like, DLC that's coming. So I don't I, – you know, an update to the game. I don't know if that's going to be free or, or what. Um, okay. So as far as – rating hmm if you like puzzle games uh if you like puzzle games i would recommend it but not at not at 24.99 i would only recommend it on sale i did a steam review where i said that i was like i don't recommend this i only recommend this on sale i said positive um but there are other vr game puzzle games that are that i think are are way better that i recommend before this Mm mm-hmm but I would give this, um, I would give this a. I'm see, I'm wavering here between six and a half and seven. Um, six uh, and I'll, a half because of the. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. There you go. Punish, punish them that, for that. That's that's solve it. Six and a half. All right, all right. Well, you know, for I'm not going to give it a rating, but I think my stance on puzzle games is like I feel like I'm doing work. Yeah, when I'm playing a puzzle game, mm-hmm. that, the, and it's not that I, I'm against puzzles. Like, did you ever play like the Lucas Arts games growing up, like the uh, point and click adventure games? Yeah, a little like bit. Monkey Island. Yeah, you know, like I, I like one of my favorite games as a kid is is like mm-hmm. playing the Monkey Island games. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. I think they're fantastic. 
those are you know puzzle games in that sense you're you're, you're using objects with other things and trying to figure things out mm-hmm. but what it's like what again what they grasped in the you know early 90s late 80s is that it's not doing the puzzles in themselves that makes it good or entertaining or or motivating to do it's mm-hmm. the story and everything story. around it and trying to get to the next part of that story and and enjoying the characters in it and just being mm-hmm. in that world you know and this is like it's, it's funny to say being in that world because these were 2d games and playing in dos or you know i was playing on the amiga back in the day and you know it was pretty damn good for what it was but now with floor plan 2 and a lot of these other games they're, they're just giving you the puzzle mm-hmm. and yeah the the puzzle feels like work my life feels like a puzzle every i wake up and i feel like i'm solving problems right and like yeah. i don't want to put on a, a headset and have somebody go blah, 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 and then just do another puzzle and I, I know that there's an audience for that so that's why you got to take everything i say with a grain of salt but mm-hmm. for like the every kind of person who kind of doesn't make me mind doing a puzzle if I, I can just get to the next thing the next reward of a story that's what I that's what I think is missing and that's what what is needed in more of these so yeah. um, but again good production quality in, in in the game and and it, and again it sounds like if you're a puzzle person then it's it's worth a look probably when it's on sale and it gets a it's a 90% on steam mm-hmm. that's a little surprising to me yeah yeah and and so I said six and a half. Six and a half is still on our scale it's still in the solid game yeah category yeah yeah okay yeah, there you go. It's, it's enough to be uh, in the positive. Yeah. All right. So moving on to Demio. Mm-hmm. Demio is from Resolution Games. Uh, we've been talking about Resolution Games in the in the past few podcasts. Well, they made Cookout. They made Blast On. Uh, both, both, I was happy to give them positive reviews. Both really like those games. So I was excited for this one. I uh, came out on May 6th of this year. It's at 91% on Steam. It's $29.99, and it's also available for the Oculus Quest 2. It's, uh, it's cross-play with that, so, which, is, which, is, which is excellent, which is nice. Um, so as a little bit of background, I can talk about this, I feel like, with a lot more confidence and, and critique because I, I am, I'm into board games. I got into board games probably about five years ago, and I I filled up my shelves with, with board games and I try to play regularly with people when we're not in a pandemic. Um, so I was excited for this game, um, uh, you know, the ability to play some board games in VR. So it is in the vein of, I think they're almost trying to be like a hero's quest. If you remember that game from the eighties, did you ever play that game, Justin? No, but I, I watched a video about it. I think AVGN did a okay. video of it. Yeah. I, I had hero's quest. I remember playing a little bit. I was young, but you know this is sort of like also a Dungeon and Dragons. You know, you've got four characters. You've got your your, your wizard, kind of your your elf, uh, like a warrior, that, that kind of deal, right? And um, these you're you're in a you got this mod like game module where you're I forget what the the um, boss that you're fighting is called or whatever it is, but you're fighting this boss and there's like three levels to this that you got to go through. And the game is is randomized, like the tiles that you're crawling through are, are, are random. So every game is, you know, unique in that sense. But it's always going to be three floors. Each floor you got to find a key. You got you just kind of like move your character on the on the board, and that will re- reveal more of the map or the the tiles. And then monsters will start spawning in, and then eventually you'll find a monster that has the key. You defeat the monster, then you find a door, and you go to the next level. And then until you get to the third level where the boss is there and you fight the boss and then you finally win. 
Um, that is that is the game. That that is that is the game. Um, you're you're you don't have a, a strong background in in board games, right? You're kind of just a cat, like maybe the every person who's played some board games. Well, I think you mentioned when I was Stratego. a kid, I loved board games, and I, I have a, a ton of them still at my mom's house. But um, I think once I discovered video games, that's when I stopped being interested in board games. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I I. I don't. I can't remember. I think somebody brought like we had a friend who brought over like a board game. I think it was a Small World, and I played it, and I was like, "Oh my god, board games are like, they're like a thing. Like there, there, there's board things like beyond Monopoly, right? Like I didn't never really dawned on me to like look into board games, but like board games have come a long way. They're the mechanics of them are are just so advanced compared to games that we played that were available that when we were a kid. Um, so I kind of got into it and really, really enjoy them. But again, I think what's what's nice about this game it's it's a co-op game. It's not PvP. You know, grab three friends, hop in there, and I think the game that we played took about an hour and a half. I have to imagine that game should take under two hours because you got you're fighting the quest battery. So it's I'm sure it was designed with that in mind, which is fine for a board gaming session. I think most board games are, you know, that I play would be make one and a half hours. You know, more like medium medium to heavy weight would be one and a half hours to four hours in like in, in real life so that, that's it kind of it kind of hits that um the graphics in this game are, are are good you're you're setting it's like you're in this um basement you know you've got like this this vibe like you're almost playing like D and like in a basement in the 1980s there's like vinyl records kind of scattered around um you're... Yeah, I played it. I played it for like an hour. And oh, good. Yeah, I, I liked the basement and the feel of it, the graphical feel of it. Yeah, the graphics. The graphics are good. The graphics mm-hmm. are are on point with what they did with Cookout and Blast On. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of cart- right, cartoony versus versus like you know trying to go for realism, which works. Um, uh, there's there's some nice effects. I I know that somebody did a graphics comparison versus PC versus Quest and mm-hmm. PC that does get the better graphical version there's some things that are omitted mm-hmm. on the quest 2 to make it run like some visual effects so it is nice i mean i hear the argument like oh they got to design the game around a quest 2 so that's why pcs are always dumbed down but look they're able to add in code and put things into the pc version that's on the quest 2 so that argument goes out the door for other games um so yeah i mean, I, I i think the graphics are, are are great i was able to i think i was running in 120 hertz i think i've even played at 144 hertz maybe it slowed down when there's a lot going on the screen but they're good your your um your your friends are represented by i think just a a a face mask avatar not the full body and you can see their hands Mm -hmm. so good graphics um the sound in the game i don't i think it got the job done i don't remember it being bad i don't remember it being anything like we got to talk about the sound for a long time. Yeah, I can't even remember if there's music playing. I can't either. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's sort of like when we talk about sound. <laughs> it's like sometimes if it's if it, if there's not, it's not terribly memorable, that just means it got the job done and it was it was fine, right? Like, yeah. you know, I spend a lot of time sometimes if it's if it's bad, like what we just talked about, floor plan with blah, the blah, 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 blah. yeah, or if it's like really phenomenally good, which is like we see in a lot a lot of horror games, they really focus on the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um now the the controls in the game 
I thought like the controls in the game for like moving yourself, like rotating the board, was pretty good. Using mm -hmm. like the uh, index controls, you kind of grip and you just kind of rotate your hands, almost like you're yeah. doing a steering wheel, or you pull out. It just it's that's kind of intuitive to me. I, I liked it. Mm -hmm. um, there was one friend in our group who was on an index, and he didn't like that. He switched to like the joystick, moving the joystick. But I I, I like that kind of movement in a game and rotating out. I was always able to position myself to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think the um, I know, I think it was Upload VR in their review. I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong, but I think it was Upload VR in their review. They kind of um, came down on it a little bit because... Like, I think I think Road to VR. Okay, one of those. I, I apologize for not getting it right. But in the review, they were kind of criticizing it for like... it's They're not utilizing VR controls in the way you yeah. move your character. Mm -hmm. So like you would aim at your character like you have a laser coming out of, uh, I guess, your yeah. hand. And then you click on your you click on your character, you pull the trigger, and then you click on the space that you want it to move. Versus actually moving your hand, pinching it, and then moving it. Um, I'm sure that's a design choice to, you know, make it less frustrating and, and accessible, right? I can see people trying to grab it. Oh, I can't grab it, mm -hmm. you know, and oh, I can't get to sit in the right tile. Oh, I didn't mean to do that tile. Like I get that, you know. I had a friend who just got a Quest Two and. You know, he's trying to play uh, Poker Stars VR, and he was having trouble with the controls. You know, for a VR veteran, I get it, and I can plow through it. But so I, I kind of get why they probably did that. I'm sure that's why they did that. But I think the real answer is that you make it an option for yeah. VR veterans to do the immersive way. I mean, that mm -hmm. is that is the point of VR. I don't want to just be in the game and have a helmet on my head. I want to use my hand like I would be playing a board game and I want to pick up my piece and I want to move it. I want to pull a card out from my hand and, and put it on the table and play it. Like things things like that. So I think that there's there's a way to do both, right? Make it mm -hmm. make it like, call it like beginner, right? You, you know, you, you start the game, you pick your controls. Do you want beginner or do you want advanced or VR mm -hmm. veteran? Just give yeah. the option. Maybe they, I mean, they can still do that. They're, they're still working on the game. I know that. They have a free module coming out. They said sometime in, in the summer uh, to add to it. So we'll see. And when you do the cards, you do actually physically grab them, and then you place them like on your character or on the enemy, right? I can't remember. I thought you just pointed to them. I know. I th I I played this. I, yeah, yesterday, and that's okay. what I remember. I remember actually pulling the card out of my deck and okay, physically moving it to the piece. Yeah, so, you know, this is not a make-or-break thing for me by any, like, this is not, I have problems with this game, but it's it's not that. Like, I think they, they should have put that option there. I think it's worth criticizing, but yeah. this is not like, you know, stay away from this game because it doesn't do that. It doesn't, it doesn't oh, ruin the fun. About that laser for me, I, I had an issue with the doors. So, like, you would get through a door, yeah. and then my laser wouldn't point at my guy, like, through the door. I, oh, I didn't, weird, I didn't have yeah. that issue. Okay. Like, so let's say your guy is standing right in the doorway and you're, it's your turn and you want to pick him up. Well, I, well, you know, or he's just on the other side of the doorway that you just opened or something. Um, yeah, you, it won't let you point at him. You have to actually, it, it's as if the door is still there is what it is. So you Weird. can't point at him. You have to go above the door okay. um, and grab your guy that way. I didn't run in that issue, but I must not have been trying to, trying to do that. I must have just, yeah. you know, naturally worked around it so it worked you might have uh, had a more more aerial view because you i read that you can change it to where so like you don't have to like look down at the board you could change yeah. it so the board is actually like 90 degrees like you're like bird's eye view or something 
Yeah, I think some people were like some people uh, in our discard were worried about like their neck. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mm-hmm. guess like I guess looking down, you know. Then again, you're playing board games, so you kind of do that anyways. But um, mm-hmm. then again, you don't have a, a helmet on your head, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But it's nice that again they they did think about that and give the option there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rolling the die in the game doesn't yeah. feel very immersive because it sort of disappears even if you throw it on the table like it's it's kind of weird i don't and you I grab don't it with that. your laser pointer you know? yeah you grab it with your laser why don't i really roll the die and shake it and really like you can kind yeah. of throw it. it it's just not done it's not done right it's just not like yeah I don't you have hands it. you have hands in the game like i remember seeing yeah. the, the gloved hands so why can't i put yeah. it in my hand and you know shake it around that's that's these the kind of weird things that are going on with this game. I think so. I speculated that it's going to come out like a, a flat screen two D version. Well, fine, yeah. but why why are you making this is a VR game first and foremost? Mm-hmm. Why are you not doing these things? And Resolution has Resolution did a great job of Cookout, I thought, and Blast On. Those games are are, are very immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a little little bizarre in terms of like the uh, controls immersion factor with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, any anything else before we get to last ability? Um, so I played it single player first, and I didn't make it very far. I had, and you know, it had me pick a character, and then I guess it would automatically pick the other two. Okay. And then I wanted to just like control my my player, and then you know, have the computer control the other two. But they made me control all of them, Uh-oh. which to me was kind of weird. I didn't want them to have to do all three. But um, I don't know. I think we made it through one area, and then I got killed, per, you know, and then pretty fast in the next one. Then I was like, well, let me see what online's like. So I just got in with some random people, and um, I it, it put me in like while they were already playing. So that must be how it works. Oh, you don't maybe have somebody to... dropped or something. Yeah, we had yeah. when we were playing a game, we had a friend join us like mm-hmm. halfway through, which was again that was kind of nice. Yeah, that they were able yeah. to do that. Yeah. So yeah, we were going, you know, taking our turns. Nobody was talking. So that, mm-hmm. then at some point I, I asked a question and then the person answered my question so to make sure that, you know, you can actually hear everyone. But there actually, the one thing that I didn't like was there was one person like <laughs> the whole time well, that it's we a were very, playing. This is a physically demanding game, Justin. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, it is. So I guess I got to give him a break. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I um, have that well, problem a lot when I play with random people. <laughs> Yeah. And it's usually games where, like, like a mini golf. I've heard people do that, and it's usually games where they have no business. Yeah, <laughs> like being out of breath. Um, and I don't well, want to say any. I don't want to say anything to him because, like, he could just be, yeah, you know, uh, have a health issue or something. Yeah, well, far luck, you know, there's some health issues, and we're we're being jerks, which is yeah, you know, wouldn't yeah. be the first time in my life. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm glad you brought up how you played it because I think that's a really good point with this. I don't. If you're gonna play the single player, maybe you'll like it. But this is really a game. Like you could, there's games you can play single player board games by yourself. But you mm-hmm. know, really the fun and getting everything out of board games is is playing with a group of people you like and and ideally know, um, and then going through this adventure together and working together and talking about things. Right? Like that's that's really gonna determine your fun factor. So if if you got some friends who like board games and get together then then yeah i think you're you're gonna have some fun with it but if you don't have that and you're sort of subject to pairing up with randoms and stuff or just playing by yourself that's probably really going to eat into how much you enjoy this game yeah um last ability so 
I gotta say, this game, um, this game is pretty. I'm I'm really disappointed in the last ability, and also the price of this factors into it. So, this game is the most expensive game from resolutions that I played. Blast on was 9.99, which is an incredible value. Like that's a no-brainer. Go out and get that game. Cookout, which they just released on, it's been out on a uh, um, Quest and uh, Oculus for a while. Just came out on Steam like a month or two ago. Um, 19.99. Again, good value in that game. Nice four-player cooperative game. This game at twenty nine ninety nine, I was like, all right, resolution. I, I think I know you guys. I think you uh, you're a studio. You know what you're doing. You kind of there's some polish to your games. Um, yeah, twenty twenty nine ninety nine. Man, there must be a lot here. Must be a lot more than the <laughs> other games. And then uh, I played the game and beat it in an hour and a half. Wow. And, and that was it. And sure, you could say, well, look, you know, you can play it again. And, you know, the, the dungeon tiles are going to be different. Well, it's the same dungeon. It's the same bad guys. Mm-hmm. Who cares that the tiles are laid out a little different? Like, yeah, I could be another character. But, like, that's... I don't, I don't understand the price on this game. I don't get it. And somebody might say, well, look, they've got another module coming out in uh, in the summertime. Yeah, well, it's not out now. Yeah, increase you, the price then. This is 100% this game should be nine ninety nine. It should be nine ninety nine. And mm-hmm. as a... I almost wanted to have a, um, a friend who actually designs board games come on and talk about this, but I, I didn't. Right. I, you know, I wasn't that interested. After after playing Demio, I was like, this is not even worth my time to invest into it. Um, you know, as a board game, it's it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. like if this came out as a board game, it would be nothing special. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just way better board games out there. They could have even licensed a board game and, and turned it into this. So. Yeah, I, I have a huge problem with the uh, with the price on this game. I think it's it's way overpriced, and I don't know why. There should have been three times the amount of content in there that was in the game. This game should have launched at twenty nine ninety nine with three modules, and then a couple more for free on the way. Um, just really, really odd, really odd mm. that they did it that way. I I can't think of a good justification for that. You know, I'll probably play it uh, maybe a couple more times, you know, especially maybe with friends who who get it and I didn't play with yet and just to kind of spend time with them and go through it. Um, and I'll probably have a little fun, but it's just it's just way too light on content. Hmm. Yeah. Um, these type, types of games aren't even my thing. So, you know, yeah, $30. If it had been $9.99, I would have kept it, but I refunded it after an hour. Just yeah, thirty dollars yeah. is just too much. Um, I I played it the day after it came out, and I ran to Steam. I was so disappointed, and I think my have the top like I have one hundred seventy seven people found my review helpful. So oh wow, I think I I think I nailed it. So I'm Damn. not I'm not like it has ninety three percent Steam. It's the highest rated game of the three that we talked about, and yet I think a lot of people do feel the way I do. I think the mm-hmm. the thing is this: they're resolution games. They're smart. Okay. Like mm-hmm. they took they, they they must have saw Iron Lights and was like, okay, the, this concept's good. We can do it better. We've got a studio, and they did with Blast On. They 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 did it great, and then they they Cookout is like um um I forget that game that people always compare it to that flat game. God, it's gonna drive me nuts. I never played it, but everyone's like, oh, this is like this game. Ah, um, uh, I played it with my wife. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, people listening know what I mean though. And then, then they did it in VR, and it's like, good. They have, like, a good eye for what would do good in VR in the market. And they executed on those games pretty damn good. 
and they do have a good track record on, on working on things and updating. Like I think Blast on they were they've been just doing a fantastic job on that. So I don't know, man. It's uh just a little uh a little disappointing. So I'm gonna give this game as a rating a six out of ten. It should have been it should have been much better than what it is. I think that Resolution Games nailed it in terms of realizing that there's a market for a, a board game like this. Mm-hmm. And and I think you're seeing a lot of positive reactions to this game, that, that pent up like yes, here's a board game, and it, you know I I know that there's Tabletop Simulator which is not designed for VR but it has a VR um, mod to it that do, I've heard doesn't work that great. So this is like a functional board game, and there's mm-hmm. a thirst and desire for it, but it's just it's just not enough. It should it should be more. And I think once people get past that, it's just kind of a shallow experience. The game you're trying to remember was Overcooked. I had to Thank Google you. it. I had to Google Thank it, you. though. Yeah. Resolution's good at that, man. They figure it out. They know what games to make. But Yeah. So uh, I don't think I, I only did an hour, and it's not really my genre. I don't feel like I can give this a rating. Fair enough. But as I said, I refunded it. Um, I don't, I've never really liked games that have dice and cards in them. Mm-hmm. So that kind of eliminates a lot of games for me. I like games where it's just straight like strategy mm-hmm. and not need luck or chance so that's why i can't get into this because it's the the cards and you roll your dice to see if you get a hit and i I like to control my you know my character like straight up i don't want to tell him to do something and then watch him do it yeah like i like arcade game type of games so and and there's just there's just so many better board games than this Mm -hmm. is just they they created this board game from scratch there's just and it's fine it's functional but there's so many better board games. They would have been better off finding like a really good board game, like doing I, I, like Mansions of Madness is a fantastic board game mm-hmm. that has mechanics where you sort of are moving around and taking actions and stuff like that. But it also tells a, a story along with it. This doesn't oh, have yeah. like mm-hmm. a story at all. Like you know, again, it's that story element or something that's developing or happening. That um, it's just it's just very basic. It's just sort of and and you know what, Resolution Games they know what they're doing. This is they're they're probably going to do well with this game. Um, the market's starving for any content, so they don't have to knock it out of the park. They can make this, and they can sell it probably for twenty nine ninety nine, and 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 they're gonna do good. So mm-hmm. their business model is fine, but I'm just I'm, I'm disappointed as a board game and VR fan. I've heard I heard a a board game guy who even had board games all behind him um, doing a review where he was just like elated with this game, but it, it might just be because there's nothing else. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I don't see. I'm not seeing. I'm just totally lost on me. So, yeah. and this is not like I'm not a huge like in terms of board games. I'm not. This is not my type of board game, like mm-hmm. so much. Like I'm not like a dungeon crawler type, you know, guy. Mm-hmm. There's there's other games I like. So, um, all right, all right. Last but not least, uh, we've got Battle Group VR. This is from Space Owl Games. Uh, came out on July 31st, 2020. It's still in early access. I'm sorry, this is the highest rated game. I was looking at the wrong one. This is at Steam at 93%. Um, Demio is at 91%. And it's for $24.99. Um, uh, disclaimer, uh, the developer was kind enough to hook us up with copies to review the game. I'm not going to give it a rating because um, this is also not my genre game. I don't, I don't feel confident putting a number on this game. But I will say I recommend it, and I will talk about why and what I what I like about it and give my opinion of it. So, did Justin, did you spend you spent some time with it, right? Did you ever get back into it? 
I did not get back into it, but I did 30 minutes. Okay. All right. right. So you probably did the tutorial. I did the tutorial up to the point where I didn't know what to do. And then I did two missions. Oh, okay. All right. So you did. Okay. All right. Did you get past both missions? No, I beat the first mission and the second mission. I died and I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's get into this. So this is a, uh, a real time strategy game. Um, think like if you ever wanted to be Admiral Adama from Battlestar Galactica, where you're standing on the bridge and commanding a, a, a fleet, that that's you, man. You're 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 building up your fleet. You're selecting your captains. You're you're purchasing ships, selecting your ships. You're outfitting the guns on the ship, a type of guns. You're trying to unlock more guns and and get money, and then you're off to the races. You you start you you start a mission. There's a campaign with with ten missions on it. So you start a mission, and then when the game starts, you're you're on the deck of your ship, looking out into space, which is which is really cool. I mean, I was impressed off the bat at just how polished this game seems in, in terms of like the graphics. Um, you know, this this goes for like realist realistic graphics. Um, it, it it was cool. It was one of those moments where you're in the game, where you're like, all right, this is this is VR, man. This is the, this is next level. This is I'm on a I'm on a ship. And I'm the commander of the ship. And in front of you, you have sort of th- this kind of war zone holographic map. And you can see your ships. You can see the enemy ships, objectives, and things like that. And it's sort of like in, in Demio, how you rotate the thing. You kind of grab, you-, you squeeze the grips on the index, and you kind of push in, and that shrinks the map, or you pull out, and it enlarges it. And you kind of rotate it around. And then you point at, it's like, uh, again, this is this is, this is is fine laser pointer in my mind. Um, it works with the theme. You kind of laser point at your ship, and then you tell it to you tell it to move around on the map, and you can click on other ships to have it attack. You know, like in most real-time strategy games, um, you're not doing base building during combat. You're more or less you're figuring out your ship configuration, then you're going into combat. And combat is more about positioning your ships and telling your fleets to move around. Maybe having it it it, it turn rotating left or right, so you get your guns in the right position. It's kind of tactical at that point. Versus again, like um, I know Final Assault was a VR R- uh, RTS, or you know, like Command and Conquer, right? Like, so I yeah. I did grow up playing games. Like, I remember buying War uh, Warcraft Two when it came out in like '94, right? Like, I remember these experiences. I remember playing Command and Conquer games in the '90s. So I, I I have that like, yeah, you click down, you build a base, and you build units until you move it. You're not doing that when you're in, on the starship. You're more or less tactically positioning it. Um. And that's it. There's um there's there's a, a campaign with ten missions. Then you've got like a I guess a skirmish mode where you can um, just do kind of random missions. Then you you've got multiplayer. I think you could do co-op with that. Um, and then you have conquest, which is I guess you would call it an I think they call it like an offline multiplayer. It's like this persistent world where like this war is going on and there's like this huge map. And you, there's one of three factions, and you pick what faction, and then you're on that faction, and then you kind of go in, and you kind of do like resupply missions, move around, try to build bases, take over bases. But it happens offline. It's sort of like, like you know, like a, a chess game where you make a move, then your opponent makes a move. But like there's, you know, there could be hundreds, if not thousands, of people playing this this um, offline mode. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, in other words, there's, there's kind of a lot to this. Uh, especially being in, in early access. And I can't tell, but there might be just one guy making this. I, I don't know. I don't know how one guy can make this, but I, I, I it's not a huge team at, at that. 
Um, what did I miss anything in the in the overview? I'm I'm curious what you're you're. you're... No, I was impressed by yeah, like you were talking about like what's going on outside the ship outside the ship, and you have that holographic view, and then like yeah, you you move your ship or you fire at enemies on the holographic view, but then outside through the windows of the ship, you're seeing that stuff actually going on. Yeah, so it's almost like you're it's almost like you're controlling a movie you're watching through those windows. Yeah, sort of. It's pretty awesome. I mean, anybody who, you know, like thinks like Battlestar Galactica or, you know, Star Trek and they want to be like the commander of a ship, um, this is this is probably like a wet dream for them. You know, there yeah. there there isn't anything better in VR right now and it's 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 pretty damn I'm I I'm pretty damn impressed with it. I think when I say I'm not going to give a rating, I don't think I have the chops to rate this game as an RTS, right? Like mm-hmm. in, it, it'd be like you know, when you're talking about Demio, you're not really a board game player, so it's a little harder for you. I could talk about the nuts and bolts of it, how it felt, how it looks, how it sounds, but is it a good RTS? I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I've played, I think, three or four missions now. It's like uh, maybe three or four hours on it. I did some conquest, and I'm impressed, and I and I want to play it more, even though and even though this is not my genre, which is is pretty impressive. Um, I'm looking at screenshots now, and, I, and again, the graphics are really good on this game. Um, I'm sort of jumping around, Justin, and, and just mm-hmm. kind of just kind of freestyling this in terms of, of what I'm focusing on. Um, so there's there's the view when you're in the game. There's a view where you're staying on the deck. You can also be still standing on the deck, but actually physically take control of the ship. So you can manually steer it and manually fire the guns rather than just kind of telling it where to go. Which is cool that. that it allows that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's part of the tutorial. Uh, oh, I, the, I probably, I end. probably, oh, it was at the end. Well, I yeah. got stuck on the tutorial at some part. I, I didn't know how to do the thing that they wanted me to do. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And the tutorial has Vive controllers, so yeah. I don't know if that was part of it. I don't. Know. I think the good, it's good that it has a tutorial. It got mm-hmm. me up and running, but I think that there's a level of depth to this game that it needs something more mm-hmm. to it. It needs like I, I feel like. This is a little hardcore, like for hardcore people who will dive yeah. in and figure it out and like look up things offline. Like there probably could be the tour is not bad, but I, I think there needs to be a little bit more. And and it actually was probably t- fifteen minutes or something, so it's it's not bad. But there's there's just stuff in there that I'm sort of scratching my head and kind of figuring out trial and error. But yeah, you can c- actually take control, which was mm. really cool. I mean, I, I I thought that's awesome that they have you do that. I didn't utilize that though much in the game. I just kind of okay. stuck to pointing and clicking. And there's also a spectator view, so you can see it kind of cinematically and see it kind of happening all around you, like you huh. know you're out in space looking at it. So just a lot of good design decisions in this game. Um, I think that my 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 biggest issue, if I had to pick one, is is I sort of didn't always know what was going on. I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot more to this game, but it seemed inaccessible to me without having to really roll up my sleeves and invest a lot of time in trying to dive in and look up like in forums and try to find videos and stuff like that. And, and because this is not necessarily my, my genre of game, I wasn't motivated to do that, but I am motivated to go in and keep on playing more and, and, you know, trying to go through the campaign. So that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. So the thing I think it was setting waypoints in the tutorial and for whatever reason I couldn't figure out how to do that and then I just and then I just exited the tutorial tutorial and started doing the yeah the, like the whatever the first and second mission was I got stuck on that too I got oh, through well, it what I think you, I think what you're supposed to do is is you 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 click on it you click on mm-hmm. your ship and then you like 
click where to go, and I think you like on the index you click the stick down. I think oh. that was it. Yeah. But the way it was explained, I got stuck there too, and I don't even know how the hell I figured it out, but I did. Yeah, so hmm. that part is he needs to fix that part because okay. it's it's good to hear that I was not the only one. Yeah, see, that's like me. You know how I tell you I don't like to solve puzzles or at least mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like a puzzle I had to solve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know, actually, I never got so sophisticated in the game where I'm actually using waypoints, so it didn't matter mm-hmm. too much. But yeah, you missed the part where you can probably control and do uh, other things. Okay. So uh, yeah, I, I think I would have liked to have been able to control it directly because just looking at the, this hologram and telling my ship like where to go or where to shoot, like that's not fun for me, that part of it. Yeah. Like, I want to be like directly involved. Yeah, you um, can, and you and you okay. and you can, and you have that. You have that option. I also was never sure, like, how many times do I need to tell my ship to attack this other ship? Do I have to like keep keep doing it over and over? No, by default, it's set up to automatically attack it once you tell it to, or if it gets okay. close enough, it will just start attacking it. Right. And you know, the ships have like, um, um, like I don't know, like super super weapons or whatever that um, they have cooldowns, and you have X amount of points to spend on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, knowing when to use it or not to use it, I, I started like thinking that this was pretty basic at first, where just like oh, just click and tell where to go, and that's all I do. And then I played a little bit more, and it seems that it's tactically about positioning the ship around mm-hmm. or positioning your fleet around, and making sure that you're attacking me the ship from the right angle or, you know, okay. if you're taking damage on a certain side, like rotating around or telling the, the ship to like pan left or right, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, another thing that I, I, I should mention is I guess this game has um, voice commands that you can use. Mm-hmm. I tried to use it the other day and it wasn't working out. I'll, maybe I'll spend more time with that, but I saw a cool video on YouTube with the um, developer doing it. So okay. again, if you ever want to stand on the, on a, on a starship bridge, and issue commands again. This this game is going to scratch the itch for I think a lot of people, and um, he's continuing to work on it. I, I'm I'm like bullish on this game. I think this is I think maybe I'll return to it at some point and give an update on it. But I'm just I'm very impressed. This is like uh, this is this is well done. I think again we're we're so early in VR. Like if this had an amazing story that went along with it, um, this would put it over the top. I think it's missing that. You know even like. You know, Command and Conquer back in the day, you get those full motion videos that kind of got you into the story. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just sort of missing that from like a bigger studio. But for what's there, the nuts and bolts, it's it's really good. And the voice acting was pretty good in it. There's actually uh, yeah, like the people uh, giving you like what's going on in the mission and stuff like that and the communication. I thought that was good. Yeah, I remember being surprised by how good that was, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I saw this. I remember seeing this game on Steam. I was like, that looks cool, even though it's not my genre. I'm glad I got to play it. So if you're into RTS games, real-time strategy games, or if you uh, like the idea of being on a starship, um, I highly recommend checking it out. Get this. I have Before VR, I never played an RTS game in my life. Wow. And I've never seen Battlestar, Galact- I've never seen Battlestar Galactica, and I've barely ever seen Star Trek. Wow. So way more than you, I, I am not someone to to tell you anything about this game like I, yeah I, I, <laughs> I don't know anything about this stuff fair fair enough I can't yeah. believe you never played a real-time straight how'd you never play like command and conquer that's crazy. never played it no um, never and did you have a computer growing up I I, ha- I got one when I was like 14 or 15 okay and yeah. then I I played I got right into doom yeah you know I didn't play any of the other, you know real time it's I, funny. I did I, I played puzzle games yeah you know 
I played a bigger variety of games when I was like during the nineties than I do. Like now I'm like all FPS. I feel like that's, that's where I'm at. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think RTS games, I think VR is good for RTS games. I think it's a really cool experience. This game handles it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Assault's another game we should maybe play sometime. That came out a few years ago. I, I, played, I played a little bit that, of it. I played that once and never yeah. again. And then I played yeah. Brass Tactics. Brass Tactics is a really good RTS, and I played yeah. it once and never again. Yeah, I I don't <laughs> know, but I think uh, I think real time strategy games work well in VR. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, I, I think they're it's a cool genre for VR. So yeah, they're they're good. I don't know what it is. It's just maybe it's because I didn't play them as a kid. Yeah. All right, so wrapping this up, we've got some summer releases that you have listed down here. Um, oh, yeah. go over that. So, yeah, like, you know, a lot of times toward the end, you'll ask anything coming up, and I put this here. So in the summer, these are all, like, you know, online, at least it says the summer. Who knows? These could get delayed. But after the fall is coming out, that's a big game. That's going to, I think, have four-player co-op. Yes. Um, so then Pistol Whip, Smoke, and Thunder. Pistol Whip, Smoke, and Thunder, that's uh, – like a DLC, an update, just like the nice. uh, 2089. So it's we'll going to be, be free? you know, yeah, free. Wow. I, as far as I know, okay. actually, I'm not positive. We'll see. We'll see. Don't take I'm, our word for it. But. That was an assumption based on 2089 being free, but uh, yeah, it's going to be you know Wild West themed. Then uh, Sniper Elite VR. This might have been delayed already. So it said summer. So that's going to come to PC and P, P, like it, it was PSVR before. I don't know if it still is. Mm. Uh, Lone Echo 2 is summer. I Expect You to Die 2 is summer. You can't wait to play I Expect You to Die 2. Mm, I'm good. I'm good on then, that. Then uh, Eye of the Temple is a cool room scale Indiana Jones type of game. Um, that comes out and it's supposed to be the summer. I hope after the fall is good. I, yeah, I do too. I, I really am hungering for like a good co-op game whether it's dungeon crawler or you know again my my dream would be like a left for dead 2 style Mm kind of game in vr yeah come on valve oh valve yeah to to make an after the fall like game yeah i wish yeah but all right well the that will do it for this episode thank you everybody you can check us out on social media we're on uh twitter if you want to get in touch with us have any questions you can reach out to us at vrgamingpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're so kind, leave us a, a nice little review on iTunes so that other people can help. You can help other people find this podcast if you found it helpful. Um, other than that, we'll see you next month. Take care. 